Are you ready? I am. It's like, I've been ready. How many times are you going to say that? <laughs> John Peckman Podcast, Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance, beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Go over the bridge, go through one satellite's pull a Yui, park in the street in front of the music store with the red neon light. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Uh, be here on the show with me. Have your own show um, <clears throat> in our beautiful podcast studio. Dave will tell you how. And we are here today, finally, Mr. Michael Palin. Hello. Bass player. Yes, sir. Orchestra leader. That would work too. Yes. Right? Yes. Is that, is, that, <laughs> is that how we could say it? Arranger. Or a, a, orchestrator. Arranger. Orchestrator. <laughs> teacher. Any, teacher. Hey, yeah. hey, we're going to get to the bottom of everything. Um, so you've been doing, what, what do you, so what is it called? Well, the band has been around since 1995. Whoa. Uh, crazy. It's been called the Other Orchestra. Okay, the Other Orchestra. And there's a story behind that because I was working with a, a couple of big bands and uh, one of them, uh, I had uh, a kind of a brush up with the musical director. Uh-oh. And I found myself out of a gig. Oh boy! And I said, "You know what? I could do it better than you. This so is going to be. This is not your orchestra. It's going to be the other orchestra." That was I was going to ask about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that worked out pretty well. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. yeah so the, the, there was version 1.0 that was started in 1995. Okay. And we went for seven years. Um, we were playing at the, I don't know if you know, remember the Trout Book. Brook Brew House, which was over in Frog Hollow area. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played there for a number of years. We played at the 880 Club for a couple of years. Okay. Um, and then um, I changed careers and had to put it on the shelf. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I became a music teacher. Oh, hey. And um, I was also going back to grad school and all that stuff. So I was like, yeah, hey, you know, maybe I'll, I'll just put it on the shelf and just yeah, right. retire it for a little bit. And then I get laid off like nine years later. Oh, wow. I had a lot of time on my hands, and that's when version 2.0, the other orchestra, came about because I had time on my hands. And yeah, was, right. I, I could do it again. A lot of the same players? Um, about half the core players, half new. Okay. Yeah. So tell everybody how big a band this is just so that they can understand. Well, at any, any given show that we do, and we play every week, um, there could be up to 20 people on stage. Wow. That's crazy. That's <laughs> well, well, I'm, well, I'm blessed with with uh, sometimes three percussionists, if you want to include drums. So oh. drums, conguero, uh, and then hand percussion. Oh wow! So that's three, right? Three. Yeah, yeah, drums yeah. Right there. So that that, and then sometimes there's a, a, a vocalist and a background vocalist. Whoa! So yeah. it, it it gets up there and very crowded very quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so there was, I guess. You're saying if you, <clears throat> how long were you in that, in the first thing uh, before you started your own thing, like in 95? How long has there been a big band thing? For me? For you and like around here? I would say, well, that it's been around here forever. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, the Chick Chick Hetty band goes back okay. kind of 40, 50 years. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They used to be at the original 880 Club, and that was okay. a great band. Um, so you know they were some of the core members of the scene. There was also the New England Jazz Ensemble, which took over there. Um, and now I think the Chick Chick Band is called the Hartford Jazz Orchestra. Okay. And they play over at the Alyssa Brewery. So there was a number of bands playing around. I was playing in a band called New Vintage, which was more of a nostalgic band playing you know, vintage swing and more of what you think a big band does. Right, right. Yeah. So there's always been somewhat of a thread yeah, of course. Of of the big band thing around here. Oh yeah, oh yeah, there that's is. cool. Yeah, yeah. Where, where I grew up in Wallingford, in the area, there was there was the what was it? It's the the um, John Oblon thing. Yeah, John yeah, Oblon. Right. I, I May mean, I play with him? He's a good. He was a good friend. God rest his soul. Oh cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like John. Yeah, I grew up with Jim, his yeah. son. Oh yeah, in Wallingford, marvelous. Boy. Yeah, monster. Yeah. Um. So that w that was like the big band around there. Yes. Was that yeah. thing? And there was another one. Um, down in the New Haven, Hamden area too. I can't think of the name of it at the time. It was associated with Quinnipiac College. Okay, uh, trombone player. I can't, the name escapes me, but that was that was around when I was in when I was in college back in the seventies. Wow. So when you start decided to start your your thing, how many people did you poach from there, or did you start from scratch? 
No, I, I, I was. I had, I had no conscience whatsoever. Oh, right. you just said, "Hey." I on. said, "Hey, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna start this thing up, and this is my this is the concept I want to uh, go with." And what was the concept? Um, it, it was sort of an alternative big band. Okay. So we weren't playing, you know, Glenn Miller. We weren't playing the Woody, you know, the Woody Herman kind of thing. We were yep. playing more contemporary music. Okay. Um, which I think there was a niche for, and obviously we survived, and and so you because got the, we sit in that niche. So you got the cool people. <laughs> You said we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play. Uh, it's your perspective of cool, man. Well, well, like I'm saying, nothing against, but you know, you're not going to be doing big band music. You'll never hear us play in the mood, right? Ever? Right. Yeah, you're never in the mood. You're never you're <laughs> to play never. in the mood. I'm never in the mood to play in the mood. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's songs arranged for a big band instead yes. of what we would think of as big band songs. Right. Right. Yes. That's sure. cool. Yeah. Um. Was there a response right away? Um, yeah, we we, we um, you know we were we were new trying out different stuff you know back in the version 1.0, but we had a regular following back then. Cool. Um, and then you know we came back with version 2.0 in 2011. Uh, we had a 10 year run at um, at Black Eyed Sally's until until the pandemic. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it can be done. It can be done. Yeah. Don't expect to make any money, but it can be done. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, what's the community like? Because, like, you know, well, I mean, you're, I'm sure you're, we're going to get into the whole thing. I mean, I'm sure you have a rock and roll history, too. But, like, I, I know, like, a horn player. You know, I might know three horn players. <laughs> like, where do all the, those players come from? Uh, good question. Different places, I imagine. D- yeah, well, different places for sure. But... Um, a lot of them and most of them are the woodwind players you know um and and brass players uh, i met in uh, in pit orchestras for musicals okay i started to do that and uh, really found that i enjoyed it and then that when did, when is um, this way back no or? no no actually probably not until like the early 2000s oh okay yeah i mean i never really liked musical theater and then i performed and they were in a pit for for a year and i was like yeah this is cool and then you met a whole a whole <laughs> a slew of musicians right that, that do that so then when 2.0 came you were like good to i go. can draw from this yeah yeah that's cool well, yeah. that's interesting so that's that's who that scene is a, a, a lot of those players a lot of those players yeah yeah some are music music teachers in the, in the public school system i see um some are private teachers and some are Accountants, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It's just an outlet to right, right, to do the thing. Right, yeah, that's cool. That's kind of wild. Um, how often do you rehearse at all? It's got to be impossible. It's right? an open rehearsal. Uh, right, right, right. That's so. What you see is right. is uh, our our performance and rehearsal all at the same time. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Um, um, how do you? I oh, I would imagine if someone's going to do that gig, they're not going to lie. Like, how do you know they can do it? You can either read or you can't, right? I uh, usually it's recommendation. Okay. So, you know, a player knows other players that, that he works with uh-huh. or have worked with that, that do the same kind of thing. Uh-huh. And, you know, then you, know, if you, you come with a recommendation. I mean. I wonder know. how different. Well, I would imagine if you probably in music school, you do enough ensemble that you kind of understand how to do this, mm. right? Yeah. I mean, I would imagine yeah. if you're in a section, section's a section, whether you're in the pit band or whatever, right? right. It's Absolutely. all ensemble playing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Wow. That's, have you ever, um, <laughs> without naming names, have you ever like, this ain't, this guy ain't going to make it? Or do, or do, yes. do they all yes. come? Oh, really? Okay. Yes. But, so, you know, it's funny, but not for the reasons you think. You know, not for not for musical deficiencies. It's they're the wrong astrological sign, and it, yeah, and, and it affects the makeup of the. <laughs> and and that that happens that that's that's important factor in any band, right? Well, yeah, sure. And sure. and the, it's same same whole truth. You know, if if chemistry, if, you, if there's if the chemistry is like is not right, you got to make a change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's heavy. Um, it hasn't happened often, but well, right, right. I'm just imagining. <laughs> So you're keeping an ear on everybody. I try to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and as, as well as keeping an ear on myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> How rare is it 
to have the bass player. I know that you're more than a bass player, but that's your role in the band. How rare is it for the bass player to be the leader? I don't it, know. Um, if you look to TV, you know, what's that guy for the... Um, Ricky Minor is a bass player, and he runs the band for was it um, the Voice or the Oh yeah, okay American yeah 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 whoever that is. So whoever wants to, so what? I mean, Marcus Miller's been True. a musical director for other artists, Luther Vandross True. and Miles Davis for for so. Yeah right. Well, what do, what do you feel that? Do you feel that? Um, did it just fall to you because it was your idea, or do you feel like a bass player has an advantage in that role, or it's just I think, the willingness? I think um, it's a good bridge instrument between two worlds. Okay, and that's the world of the rhythm section, sure, and the world of the horn players. Okay, so one of my goals, I mean, I, I you know, I'm a rhythm section player first, sure, but one of my goals is to set. And make sure I have the the proper bass tone that that works with the horns, oh. that works with the trombones. Oh. You know, the, so it, yeah, I try to make it sound like coming a out of the yeah, amp. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so talk about how you got started in music and how how different that is. Did you come up in rock and roll? I did. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I you know I, I I always wanted to play bass. Mm-hmm. You know, ever since I heard, you know, Ball of Confusion. Yeah, right, you know, right. Sure, it's sure. like, how could you not hear that song and not want to play that bass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Where'd and you grow up? New Britain. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I was probably like 12 mm-hmm. when that tune came out. And I was like, I want to play bass. Yeah, yeah. And we, my family, my household owned a trumpet. Okay. And they said, well, we have a trumpet, so you're going to play a trumpet in the band. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. So I did play trumpet until I made my first like hundred and fifty bucks, and I bought a Fender bass. You know, I was working at the grocery store sure. or something. You know, sure. uh, food mart here in Berlin. Hey, there you go. And uh, bought a bass, and then network with a bunch of friends who were like, you know, singer songwriter kind of, you know, kind of guys that were. And this would be when approximately seventy three and four. Okay. Okay. And it's the 75, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and we just sit down and learn tunes and work them out. Yeah. You know, and, they, and usually they were, um, they were rock-based, you know. Sure. Some Neil Young, some Jimmy Yeah, Hendrix, right, right. we just sit there and, and just throw it together and mutually learn a tune. You know, yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah. So that's where I started. Um, but I had a pretty strong... Um, uh, inclination inclination or compelling to to go to music school okay so i didn't do it my freshman year of college um, i was a business major then and i, I survived my first year of business school and i was like this not is not for, for me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i ended up going to the university of bridgeport back in, in a very very um fortunate time yeah yeah because ub between 75 and 80 81 was a hotbed for really good musicians yeah so i got a chance to play with some some new world-class musicians such as this is dave weckle sure, sure was there and joel yep. rosenblatt was right there. right um and that was interesting because uh joel was there before dave and joel was a great player yeah um he went on to play with Spyro Gyra mm-hmm. and, and all sort of other, you know. Yeah, he's on the remote list. He's aware yeah. of the show. So oh, good. Someday, someday, <laughs> someday, if you're listening. Anyway, uh, I remember uh, Dave came in, auditioned for the big band, and unseated Joel from the from the from the oh. number, from the A band, and, and oh. we, we ended up playing together. I was fortunate enough to play the, play with him in the B band. Oh wow! With, with, with Joel and Dave came in at seventeen, like ninety percent of what he is now crazy yeah yeah yikes yeah um i guess there's no shame in being unseated by i mean you, you i guess you got to recognize yeah i mean he, he, you, he you know what i mean he's st- he's he stepped out he graduated from college and his first gig that summer was a world tour with simon garfunkel right right you know? right, right. <laughs> okay it doesn't get any better yeah, than that yeah and yeah. then the bass player anthony jackson says where you been all my life <laughs> yeah right right yeah you're coming with me yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's cool. So, how far did you go there? Um, I was there until 1980. Okay. Um, 
and then I went on the road for two years with a band called High Times. Okay. And that was sort of a, 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 an eight-piece sort of like a jump swing R&B band before jump swing and R&B was sort of like, you know. Okay. You know, yeah. In fashion. And um, we did the same bars as the bar. And, yeah, and, yeah, uh, sure. What was that other other band um, that uh, Bill Holloman played in? Be Willie Smith. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So we, we were we were close. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we would alternate through weekends and all the same clubs. Yeah, and yeah. All over through New England and New York and down yeah, that's to, cool. to Philadelphia. And did that for two years and um, did some recordings with uh, some friends that I went to school with at Bridgeport while I was there. It was on the road. And they used it and marketed it, and then got a gig as a as the house band, utility house band on a cruise ship. And oh, I, get, okay. I get the phone. I was in the middle of a blizzard, oh boy. playing at the Bayview Street Garage up in Camden, Maine. Oh boy! And you I like ca- cruise ship? I, yes. I, the I, answer it, is yes. Pretty much. <laughs> I came off the first set, and, yeah. I, and the bartender was like, "Hey, this guy Ed called you, and he gave me the number." And I was like, "Why did he call? Ed's calling me?" And you know why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I called him up and was like, "That was the question. Do you want you want to do a gig?" I'm like, <clears throat> "Yes." Yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> Can the boat come pick me up now? Can the boat come here? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So I did that for two years. And where, actually, where, uh, where actually no, go? I did that for a year. Where did that go? That boat go? It, it wasn't that exciting. It was back and forth from Port Canaveral to uh, Freeport in the Bahamas, and sometimes on to Miami. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh well. I did get to see a lot of. Um, Space shuttle launches, though, because oh, yeah? I was right there at yeah, Port right. Canaveral. Oh, was, that's you know. cool. So you know how boring. Yeah, another, right. There goes another one. <laughs> there goes another one. You um, know Jeff Brown? Yes, drummer. I, yeah. I was just talking to him last night, and he was saying he was visiting someone in Florida, and they see sp- like SpaceX all the time. So they're just like, oh look, there, there it goes is. again. <laughs> another one you know just like earth shattering big fireball whatever <laughs> there it goes and it blew up <laughs> yeah yeah hang on, there it goes yeah it's funny yeah so then you get get off the boat get off the boat and then i i moved down to key west oh hey and i lived in key west for a year yeah that's cool well i was playing in four bands at like uh, once hey so i had sometimes about three gigs in a day wow but you know i had to to survive down there oh really yeah really What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, You're homeless comes. outside yeah. in the sunshine? <laughs> and then a hurricane <laughs> comes and washes you away. Oh, okay. Right. But no, no, no. That's the worst that can happen. I mean, it got to a point because I hadn't wa- uh, read a newspaper, watched TV, watched television in like a year. Oh. And I was like, if I don't leave now. Oh, you're just going to end up. I'm going to be 65 years old in a grass skirt at the end of Route 1 selling conch shells. Yeah, right. You know, I sure. saw that in my future. So that's what happens. <laughs> and now that I'm 65 years old, I'm like, that's not so bad. Yeah, right, right. Well, man, <laughs> go get your gig back. Yeah, yeah. So you just play until you move on, and then somebody else is there. Yeah. Probably yeah. still going. Oh, yeah. That's wild. But that must have been cool, though. Kind yeah. of get, get that whole scene. They played the Sloppy Joes and Captain right. Hornblowers. Yeah. You know, the gazillion clubs out there. Sure. Yeah, I've been down there a couple of times. I don't remember exactly what went on, but... <laughs> I used to play in... There's reasons for that. Well, I used to... I played on Marathon Key a few times. Okay. Lots of resorts on Marathon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then we used to go down to Key, you know, just kind of bounce around a little bit back in the day. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Um, And so then then what? I came up north and uh, reality set in and I had to get a day gig. So I ended up uh, working um, at a design firm in Hartford via a musical connection because I came up and a friend of mine had a band called Sneakers back in the mid, mid well, they were around since the 70s, but they were, they were, um, this was the mid, mid 80s and um, they were sort of like a, an R&B band. I always get, yeah, I always get gravitated towards the R&B kind of thing and the lead singer in the group was Tom Vinnick uh, who was a great blue-eyed soul singer. Okay. And uh, his dad had a really um, large uh, design firm in Hartford. Okay. And by hook or by crook, we I just sort of you know with connection with Tom, he, you know, he got me got me working for his dad. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You have any experience in that? No, 
But was, you were like, I'm smart enough, I'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, that's, that's cool. The, you know, if you're going to tell anyone, you know, what's the secret of success in life? Is like, never yeah, say, I was going to ask you never, that. <laughs> <laughs> never say no. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. Someone says, can you do this? You go, of course. And yeah, then yeah. you figure out how to do it. I 100% agree. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's simple as that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it kind of. That's how I did anything. Yeah. Yeah, and, and can you teach drums? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> well, you, you always will. Because it's, right, right. It's a lifelong right. process. Right. I mean, just right. never. Yeah. You, you never f come to a finishing point. No. no. I hope not. Yeah. Yeah. If you do, something's wrong. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And <clears throat> yeah. Then you just become, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. I don't know either. You know, <laughs> I know what I'm thinking, but I can't say it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there you are. And then how does the whole, how do you get involved with larger bands? Um, slowly but surely I would, you know, I've had friends that were musicians that had big bands and stuff like that. They would say, hey, can you come and sub here? And can you come and sub here? So you, st you start off as a sub. Okay. And that's how you infiltrate the scene as a yep. sub. Yeah. And, and after a while, if these people start liking what you're, what you're doing, what you're laying down, then you get called more frequently. How big a change, how, how steep was the learning curve? It, you know, I always, like, knew how to read. I never knew how to read well. Yeah, yeah. And, man, uh, it's like you, th you throw yourself in the deep end of the pool, and if you're going to yeah. keep your head above water, you just pedal and yeah, read yeah, as, yeah. Read as, <laughs> learn to read as fast as you can. Did you have any uh, role models in that, in that world? in that sense or you just said i'm gonna figure it out how to do it oh, no i mean it, it, it more my role models were bass players yeah you're not necessarily in that world uh, you know will lee is always an amazing uh you know inspiration you sure. know, marcus miller sure um and of course jaco pistorius sure. alfonso johnson sure because i grew up in the fusion era in the 70s right. and that was you know that was the bread and butter at the time as far as what everyone listened to and the hottest yeah. thing to listen to and i wore off wore out all my albums of all the bass players yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> they sound like frying pans and yeah right right <laughs> snap crackle pop um but um when you moved into the big band thing yeah how, how much of an adjustment so not that much because remember the, the you know the, the concept of the band was we, we we're doing non traditional big band. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I was modeling it more towards like the you know, the band uh, Paul Schaefer's band. Okay. You know where they're doing cover tunes, but they're doing their instrumental version. Right. You know reconceptualized I gotcha. version. I got gotcha. you. And that was kind of like the inspiration for what I should do with the big band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was, it really wasn't done that much. Now, w when you have that idea and you put that all together, I would imagine that there's got to be some cats that probably left over that are th that are coming from big band, like they're thinking like that. Yeah. Do you actually explain that to them and say, "Listen, basically, so you're almost a big rock and roll band, kinda, kinda, yeah, m more like that than." And you explain to them like this is what I want to do, um, or is it just you you hand them the arrangements and the charts and they kind of oh okay I get it like how do you pitch it to players? Um, well, I, is it more fun for them? Do you think? I think it's more fun because because they don't do it enough. So musicians are are like starving for new styles to play, new okay. ways to experiment. Remember, we're talking about you know you're always in the learning process. Yep. So some of these players, you know, like you know, their eyes get open. Oh, this is great! I'm not, I'm not swinging the triplet. I'm playing eighth notes in, in wow. a funk vein. You yeah, know I mean? yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's a different kind of reading approach. Uh -huh. um, and they want to fill their any kind of gaps in their abilities because a lot of them, like I said, play uh, musical theater. Right, and musical theater has been turning it on its ear with stuff that's they're playing now, like like Hamilton and sure. the hip hop things going sure. on. Sure, you know. Um, so this kind of helps them in a it way. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I would think so. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. So they, you think a lot of those, well, like you say, it's changing now, but like they're coming up through swing, like that's where they're coming up. But mm. I guess if it's musical musical theater, it could be anything at this point. It could be anything. Yeah, because I mean, so a good a good musician, like a Broadway pit musician, has to be able to play 
anything. Yeah, and play it convincingly, style-wise, not right. just notes on the page. Right, right. Huh. Right. That's interesting. It's kind of cool. And they're all down with it? Yeah. I have, you know, yeah. Sure, sure. They're just like, why not? Yeah. Try I mean, it. most of the time, though, I mean, the reputations are, you know, we've been around long enough that... that even you know if you're on if you're on the musician scene at all you know you you've heard of us I yeah know, yeah and you heard of what we do so the, most people come in with their eyes wide open and know what to expect so and they're just like all right uh, yeah, see what's I, going I'm, on. I'm ready to play some frank zappa yeah 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 <laughs> so then comes to the charts the arrangements that's you find, yeah. finding them writing them all of that all of that all of that yeah um you know i i've, I've become uh, um, an internet uh, uh, squirrel. I okay. mean, I'm, I'm finding all those buried gems you know, yeah, on the yeah. internet, and they're out there. So, Do you, do you ever think for, go think of something and then go looking or just cast the net? Probably both. Okay. Sometimes I just stumble across it. Yeah, yeah. You know, go, I, hey, this would be I, cool. I'm in the room, and all of a sudden, oh, look at that. Or other times I will do that search. Where I think, hey, I want this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then... Um, there's a lot of arrangements that I commissioned, because and so I would I sort of befriended this bass player who lived in Spain. He was a British expatriate, but he's a great arranger. And, okay, uh, he had himself set up for you know, doing that. So and how did how how did you meet him? Um, I think it was something as simple as stupid as like Facebook. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't so know. So you so you'll be like, hey, can you you think you can do an arrangement of this? Yeah, yeah, wow. and he's done some great stuff. Hey, that's cool. He did um, um, that uh, Young Americans arrangement. Oh, all right. And I, I had to argue with him for that one because he, he did not hear it the way I was hearing it. Oh, really? And he, he didn't want to arrange it at first. I was like, no, you're, you're missing the point. It's going to be great. All these background vocals, you could voice them in the saxophones, blah, blah, blah. And it was like pulling teeth. And he finally acquiesced and you know, he came out with a great shop chart. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. When... When you when your head went from, okay, I ended up playing bass in some of these big bands. When did you kind of get, you know, whatever galaxy brain, and you were like, hey, wait a minute, I can hear this whole thing. Yeah, and I can be the person. Yeah, you go from being the bass player, to being the one that has the idea for the whole thing. That must have been a revolution. Um, or were you just like? I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this, and and uh, yeah, I just dragged some of my best friends along with me. You know, okay. people I have to hang out with and play with, and it it just sort of happened that way. Where like, yeah, let's get together every Tuesday night and, and play the music we love. Yeah, it's perfect. Idea. And the Great. desire to hear right. things that you like right. in this style. Yeah, Maybe because I mean, I was friends with a whole bunch of musicians that were, uh, you know, children of the seventies. Right. Um, we grew up listening to the same things. I got you. And, you know, we were playing in bands that were playing music from the 40s, and we are like, that's great, and nothing, no disrespect to the tradition. Right. Because there's a time and a place for that. Sure. In the in the educational um, spectrum. Sure. But it but it's just wasn't, done. it's been, wasn't doing it for me. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, after playing in the mood for, like, you know, 400 times, it's sure. like, Please, sure. Um, so yeah, so it, it was kind of natural just to say the concept. Yeah, huh? What was the? Do you remember the first chart that you got or arranged that you were like, "This is gonna work." Yes. What was it? Um, I had I had inquired with a friend of mine. I wasn't sure of my arranging skills, and I inquired an arranger friend of mine. I said, "You know, you think you can arrange?" Home at Last by Steely Dan. Yeah, right. And he goes, eh, no, I'm not interested. I said, no, I'll commission you. I'll pay you for your work, which you, whatever your value. And he was like, no, I don't want to do that. So was, my back was against the wall. I was like, I really love that chart. I hear, I'm hearing it. I'm hearing yeah, it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, well, let's just do it. I jumped in and learned how to the, you know, manipulate Finale, which is a notation software. And okay. Just started inputting... You know some lines and yeah, cutting and pasting, and all of a wow. sudden now you built the whole tune, and uh, you know you take you take the melody line and you put it in the horns. And yeah, right. 
and that's tricky. You know, you have to have a the tunes that that transition well from, you know, the pop world to a, an instrumental big band arrangement are the ones that have the most identifiable or strong melody. Okay. You know, because a lot of them don't. They're, 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 they're sometimes the singers like talking, almost talking. You know? Yeah, right. And there's right, not a lot right, of range. Right. And it could be like a three note range, and it's just like a repetition. Kind I got of thing. you. But you know, guys that are like you know, like David Bowie was you know, he sang that strong yeah, melody, right. and yeah. who, who can you know uh, forget that um, you know that uh, intro for Young Americans with David Sanborn? But so I ended up doing um, Home at Last, and we recorded it on our CD. So yeah, and that was your first arrangement. That was one of the first ones. Yeah, and I, and did you so when you were in school? You learn, I mean, because I'm a drummer, so I can't imagine, but like when you arrange, you have to know, obviously, you know, what range each instrument yeah, yeah. is in yeah, and what they're most likely to it's sound. It's gotten so much easier these days. Oh, really? Yeah, because like my, my program now doesn't allow me to write out of the range of the instrument. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. You get these like little bleep, like, you know, they ain't going to oh. play that note. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but I, I, with that said, I mean, I did take arranging when I was in college, and okay. I had a couple of textbooks that I still have and still use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, um, did you ever, do you have input? You ever write arrangements and then have some of the players go, "Hey, uh, yes." So it's collaborative, even yes. still. Yeah, and you don't mind because I don't why mind not? because why not? Exactly. Right, right. You want you the know, sound um, good. The uh, I forget what tune it was. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna blank on this, but yeah. uh, I remember I worked collaboratively with our uh, a drummer that was working with us, um, Roger Post, on an ending, and uh, a. I can't forget. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, we we, we ended up. Yeah, it was like I was stymied. I had like a mental block. I was like, you get to the end, like I don't know how to get out of this tune. Like we're right up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to get out of this tune. Nothing. Everything sounds pretentious or you know contrived. And I talked it over some with with, with the drummer hit for his thoughts. He goes, you know, why don't you just do these triplets there and just put the hits against my yeah. triplet? I'm like, well, let's try it. You know, and it was like, okay, that works perfectly. Hey, that's cool. You know, so it sometimes it really helps to have you know musical feedback from your band. Do you tell everybody when you introduce a new tune? Do you even give them a heads up? You must have the world's biggest text group. Uh, I do. You know I what do. I mean? You just go be on the lookout for. <laughs> I, I usually kind of give them like two or three, maybe three days notice. Okay. Um, but you know, the regular players know the book pretty well. Okay. Not you know it, it, the book is massive. There's 700 tunes in my book. Wow! So, um, and I like to spread it around. I don't like to get locked into the yeah, same yeah. the same group of tunes um, because that's why we do it. We like yeah, the right. challenge of doing we be, have being fresh. You know, right, right. So everybody's um, kind of there. As soon as it becomes stale, it's like you know, nope, ain't gonna work. Hmm. So we try and stay fresh, and that's like, you know. Being up on the high wire without a net is sometimes they use it, you know, describe it as. Yeah, but that's why you show up. Yeah, um, gets, that's when it gets thrilling. Right. You know? How many times, what's the ratio between things that you run and then just go, we'll never do that again because it was so bad, or let's keep doing it until we get, like, how? what's the breaking point? Like, have there been someone you're just like, whoops nope never and that was it and they were gone forever or do you just yes but not as many as you think yeah right that's you what know, i'm saying yeah I'm, I'm, I'm pretty selective and but you go back to the drawing board like, okay, but yeah. there's been some charts i purchased that were just like just wonky you know it's just it's, i don't know what anyone was thinking I, and we and i and, and it takes more than one play because I, I was like, I want to say, you know, maybe that was just a performance issue. Oh, let's, I see. Let's play it again now that we're we know, kind of got our feel. And if your opinion shades the same, then it just goes off. You go, oh, well, nice, yeah. nice try. <laughs> or sometimes the musicians in the band like, I don't want to play that ever again. You know, like, don't like, even think about it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, right. They're you very brutally honest. You ever modify uh, an arrangement that exists? Yeah. Or you just take a yeah. whole clock. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes you'd be like, "All right, oh. see if I can tweak it." Yeah. Pre pre uh, finale for me, I would I was the master of the cut and paste. Right? Okay. I'd cut it out, put some tape over the top, and take this part over here, cut oh, and boy. paste it, and put it over here, kind of like splicing tape. And yeah, sure, you know? sure. But I did it with with sheet music. Yeah, you know? boy. Wow. So, Imagine that. Yeah. That's cool. 
Thank That's God cool. for finale, man. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, you're still cutting and pasting. It just in the cloud or whatever. Right, or however right. you want to think about it. Wow, that's heavy. And you're just going to keep going. So no more uh, Black Eyed Sally's. That no, was your home. And that was our home for 10 years. And then the pandemic changed that. Um, and it's interesting. I, we recorded that CD that I handed you earlier, the other orchestra CD. And the actual boxes of the hard copy showed up like a week before the state shut down because oh, the brother so you, like i can't even give these away <laughs> right, at this point right, right. Oh, so man. um so yeah so uh we stopped playing there and they're not even open on tuesday nights anymore wow and it's key to keep the same night consistent because you're in uh, a community of musicians that play in multiple bands and, and tuesdays and you get that's our slot that's you know Stay in our lane. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. And so, I, it was, so I chose to stay in our lane and move else, yep. elsewhere. Excuse me. Yeah. So we're at the Hungry Tiger. A. Which is. That's crazy. It is crazy. It's kind of wild. And we fit on this stage. Go, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. It's a kind of an intimate place. I mean, you're, you're, you're up in our face. There's no place to hide there. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah. It's I a think little so. bit of the novelty of it. Because it, it does feel like you're it when you go and you see it you're yeah. you're within the band kind of yeah, which right. is kind of cool yeah um it's you know they've been there for over forty years and they're known to be a music club oh yeah and I played there in other bands earlier on sure so, um, sure so it was just sort of natural yeah that's cool yeah see how long that goes yeah yeah I I hopefully we have another ten years there yeah right right yeah. right yeah that's heavy um. So always new stuff, still. Try to yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pandemic, I did a lot of charts during during COVID. Uh, you did, yeah, probably maybe dozen, maybe. Really? Yeah. Because I had a lot of time, yeah, a lot sure. of time on my hands. You know? Yeah, I hear you. So, um, yes, and we haven't played all of them yet. Whoa! So you still have backlog? I do have backlog. That's kind of cool. The backlog is I'm scared of them actually. <laughs> Well, what's the worst that can happen? Exactly. You know? I mean, I would think people, I like you're saying, I guess, the, well, first of all, most, sorry, I, I mean, uh, probably for at least a certain amount, if not the majority of people, they're just overwhelmed by the experience. So they're yeah. not being critical. Right. It's just, it, sorry, I don't mean to, but it's like yeah. a novelty yeah, in right. a way well, of it, like, absolutely. oh, hey, this is so cool. Absolutely. That they're not critically listening right it, it take them a while before they start to listen critically if at all yeah so you probably get leeway to it's kind of the point right yeah you can try things and there's something intimidating about having like four trombones playing jack bruce's bass solo on apostrophe <laughs> I, you I, had I, to do I, it you I, had I, to know i had to do it you're, you're like i want to know what this sounds like yeah that's funny <laughs> what's next um What's next? Do you do you, uh, do you get, think well, back of old things? You listen to new things I'm, to figure I'm out. Constantly to listen to new things. What's out there being published? And um, I think what's next in, in my goals is that you know we have that one CD under our belts already, and we, and we knew we could uh, efficiently do the process. Um, now I have another. I could do. It, I could probably do another CD with them being all my arrangements oh hey. so that's probably the next hey that's cool the next thing that's cool yeah was making the recording harder or easier than you thought oh we attacked it like a machine oh yeah we tracked 15 tunes in, in a little over eight hours oh wow so you're maybe just, maybe wait uh, yeah so well, we're just running like it down. 10 hours so we're gonna yeah. just run it down and that's what we did we had a list we get sounds well and rehearsed we, yep. we, we get rhythm section sounds the night before on Friday night. Sure. We hit at 8 a.m. on Saturday and had half of it in the bag by one. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. So what you hear is what you get yeah. pretty much. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, how consistent, how deep is your sub, like how consistent is the, are the players? Because I've seen you a few times and I'm like, oh, hey, there's John Smeda. And yeah. then I don't see him. And then my other Jeff Fitzgerald and then I don't see him. Yeah. How fluid is it? Um, Everyone has a life, yeah. and I'm the only one who does. I don't. What, what's it like? <laughs> what, what's having a? Well, I'm. I'm uh, you and me. People are always telling me that's to get why we one. get along so well. <laughs> We're like <laughs> the two without a life. Yeah, yeah. 
um, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm insanely um, uh, faithful to my Tuesday night commitment. Um, but have I mean, you I, ever not done the? Have you I, ever I, subbed I, your own? I game? have, I have. Really? Yes. Who played bass? Um, Lou Baccarelli. Okay, sure. And course. and sometimes um, uh, Steve Ballmer. Oh, okay, I don't know him. Oh, yeah, he's a great player. Really good. But yeah, player. but I know Lou. Um, yeah, and Lou's a great guy. Too, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Anyway, uh, they subbed, and actually, um, uh, Kristen, she just graduated from Hart. I can't think of her last name. But anyway, doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I ha it's very, very rare. Yeah. Um, and but the band I probably have, you know, in, in the rota consistent rotation cycle, maybe thirty players. Oh, it's not that bad. So at least one deep on every chair. Yeah. So yeah, maybe more than thirty. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> stupid. Do they even tell you, or are they in charge of their own sub? And you just like, oh, it's okay. a mixed bag. Yeah, I, I, my favorite band bandmates are ones that that they just send a sub. Okay, and I don't even know till that night. Yeah, right, you know? right. Um, and the, because that's just like a no brainer. It's like okay, I didn't, I didn't have to worry about it. Didn't have to like make any phone calls. Didn't have to, yep. you know, plead my case to people. Blah blah blah. blah. Um, then there's a few that just you know. That tell me they can't do it, and if I get enough notice, it's usually not a problem. It's usually only when you know someone texts me at like noontime the day of and saying I'm not going to make it tonight. Yeah, right. And and that's when I it kind of sets me off because I'm 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 you're one person. I'm one person, and yeah. I'm working. Yeah, right. On someone else's dime usually during the day because right. I'm not retired yet. Right. And I you know I just can't you know. So anyway, so you're but just it, like everyone take care of yourself. If you can't make it, find your own sub. That's the goal. Yeah, sure. We're not quite there yet, but well, yeah. And there's cool. certain chairs that I'm, you know, I'm a little picky about. And yeah. Then, you know, some of the solo chairs, like the trumpet solo chair, not everyone can do it that well. Yeah, right. Or the lead tenor chair, yeah. or the lead alto chair. And lead alto is very, very important because he shapes the phrasing of the whole sax section. I see. You know what I mean? In all, in is that. In in big band or in on in that ensemble or in your particular oh ensemble? in in just is that, that ensemble a, responsibility that's the way it is the lead player lays down the phrasing for the section okay so it's, if you think of it like Canadian geese that lead player is the one at the nose okay and the rest of them fall in line right, okay right alongside of them in, so, so that. that's the key guy yeah that's the key guy okay yeah so you stress if the if any key guy isn't there. Yeah, <clears throat> pretty much. Yeah, cool, cool. And of course, I stress when there's a new drummer comes in. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. far, I've been very, very lucky with the drummers that I've had. Yeah, you know, I've had lots of people come in. You know, Tommy DeVino mm -hmm. and Roger Post is a great player. Yeah, him I don't know. But he's from the western part of the state. I okay, think the Oxford area. Yep. Um, went to Westcon, that kind of thing, but. Um, and then, of course, Michael Blankenfler. Sure. Yeah. Um, I've had uh, uh, Tyler come in. I can't think of his last name. From UConn. But Mike is Michael like number one, pretty much? Or, well, or has it just been No, it's sh it shifted. It shifted because oh. Roger was the primary. Okay. And he's a very, very different drummer than Michael. Really? Um, yeah. How uh, so? How would you? Um I don't Roger, know enough. Roger, know. Roger's a, a, a precision master, tempo wise, and reading wise. And when we're like learning a new tune, he's the ideal drummer because he's he's lock and loaded right from the beginning. But Michael is a very expressive drummer. Okay. Where you know, yes, he can read. Yes, he can play all the other stuff. But he does. There's a flow. That just sort of happens, and you know the tempo could stretch and contract a little bit, and there's nothing unmusical about that. Yeah. Um, and sometimes Michael just like lets go, and 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 fill these fills are fresh and different, and not restrained to the the uh, the exact yeah, articulation yeah. of the tempo. You know. Gotcha. Sometimes laying back or getting a yeah, yeah knowing yeah. when to be on the backside knowing when to be in the front side of the beat and you know so anyway so it's, it's he michael's a very different drummer do you have preference or just all 
it's all in whatever. It's all, it all, yeah, it's, I have no preference. Does I the whole, both. does the whole band? Does the the third the guy on the third trombone in responding to the drum groove, like in a, in an ensemble that big? How's everybody staying in the pocket? Do they know the difference? Do you think they're listening to the difference? You know what uh, yes, I mean? they yes they have because they they have independently come up to me and go, you know that that you know at the end of the night it's like that really felt good tonight that, yeah, and that's the common phrase it's like if it feels good you know yeah that doesn't matter it doesn't get any better than that yeah that's know? crazy I mean because you just think how hard it is just to be in a band with even just freaking three people right to have everybody right. kind of start with the same idea of where you think the pocket is. Mm. I can't imagine with 17 people. It doesn't always work. But, yeah. you know, it's... It, and also, you don't have... A, I mean, you're kind of conducting, but, I mean, that's what a conductor usually yeah, does, right? <laughs> exactly. Is at least gives you a visual. Right. Like yeah. I get everybody. a big baton, though. I get sure. That, you know. Yeah, that is true. But, um, yeah, it's um, it's interesting, because, I mean, yeah, you know as well as I do. Some nights you get off stage, and it was like, that was work. Yeah, yeah. And then there's sure. some nights you come off stage and you go, what the hell was that? That was just amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know that. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it, 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 yeah, it's can't. not unique to to my experience with a big see. band. It's it's across the board. And uh, no matter what the size, everyone's musicians and everyone's responding to a, an internal clock. Okay. That and, and making adjustments as well. Um so yeah, I mean, if you're a good enough musician, you you make adjustments. You know. So they're listening to the drummer, yeah, listening to you. Yeah, yeah. well, listening I guess that to comes the guy back. right next door. To him. Yeah, right. Yeah. I guess that comes back to what you say, is that you're the bridge between between like yeah between like the horns and the rhythm section. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. It's pretty wild. Yeah, that's wild. That's interesting. Yeah, I w- I you know w- would watch sometimes and just feel like I wouldn't. Like what it feels like to steer something that big, I would be afraid. It's kind of like a boat, though. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Big like a ship. I mean, once yeah. you get it rolling, it has its own momentum. <laughs> so you, you just hang on. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's heavy. And I mean, you know, it sounds crazy, but I'm just even thinking like, just physically proximity. I mean, the drummer is if you're the trombone player, that's the furthest here. The drummer is. Yeah, is over there. Right. So I mean, you really have to have a sense of time. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, there's actually there's there's time delays. I mean, when you're across right. the room, I mean, it it may be Crazy. A, a, a microsecond, but there's a little bit of a time delay if you're if you're 20 feet away from a, a you know. But that's the reason. sound of the thing, though. Yeah, you get right? that big widespread. That's kind of wild. Yeah, that's wild. Um. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? We're getting close, so I have like wrap up questions. Yeah, sure, let's do that. Um, really? Yeah. You don't have anything you want to add that I'd uh, I, I, I'd like to say. Anyone listening right now, uh, you know, if you haven't heard us before, come out. Oh yeah, come out uh, any Tuesday. I mean, actually, next Tuesday we're not playing. Okay, but, but we'll be back in the oh, saddle. Oh, because it's New Year's Day. Yeah, be, yeah well, or the day, day after, after right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be back in the saddle on the 9th of January, and we'll be playing every Tuesday. Yeah, and uh, our 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 flavor uh, du jour is going to be um, some electric miles and some and some Zappa, more Zappa. So, okay, okay. So we're gonna push the envelope a little bit. Hey, why not? Yeah. So New come on year, out, New Year. Well, no. Hey, you know what? I, I came to look for guests. I mean, I've been wanting to come yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. But there was one day I was like, oh wait. It's Tuesday. My wife doesn't need me to come home. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go because I do usually do. This is Thursday for anyone. Yeah, curious. right. I usually do the show on Tuesday, and, and I, I can never do your show because I'm, right. I have a Tuesday commitment. Right. Yeah. So we made it happen. So I cruise up to the Tiger to check it out, and you know, just a plug for the Tiger. I mean, I've been playing there since the '80s. Yeah. You know? And me I'm like, too. and I'm like, wait a minute, it's a twelve dollar burger special. <laughs> With a drink, and, and I'm like, I, I leave, and I have to eat anyway. Right. And, and I'm like, you know, my joke is, you know, Don will be like, what are you, you're here again? And I'm like, well, I could go to Chipotle <laughs> and spend 15 bucks, but they don't have a big band. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll come, get a burger. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for people not to. Right? That's, you know, I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. Like, if, if you want to experience something interesting, yeah. 
and have a freaking a good burger, a good a good meal. Yeah, you know, Tiger always does good food. But it's just funny. I make that my Tuesday thing. Well, just go, I, I'm just I, gonna come up and I, hang out, and you guys are done at ten or whatever, nine thirty. I, I appreciate that entirely, and and and, and, and much respect that uh, that another musician has chosen to to put up with us. <laughs> oh well, hey, you know what? You yes, I mean. I never saw you guys ever, even back in the day, and just like right away, you're just like, oh, this is killer! Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna see anything like this, yeah. especially at the because I have a lot of history at the Tiger, so it's funny yeah. for me. I'm like, this is awesome. But I'm just like, well, then this is my dinner right. from now on. That's yeah. it. And then yeah, we hang you know, out, we like, talk. You, anything close, you have to you have to drive down to the city, and it's like you know, that's what I'm saying. Two hours and fifty bucks in parking. And right, right. So yeah. people should definitely, if you want to experience. A 17-piece band. Yeah. It's awesome. And we're done by 10, so you could be in bed by 11. Right. <laughs> no, it's killer. No, it's a cool It's a cool thing. I'm glad I started making it my thing. So, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, definitely. Everybody should check it out, you know, and get a burger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is great. I would just be sitting somewhere else. I think I'll sit here where there's a big band playing freaking... What were, what were you playing? Well, you did a Christmas thing last time. Yeah, right? last time was, it was yeah. Christmas. That's, That's my, a little traditional my, for you. Not you're, my, you're not like, my favorite, <laughs> but you got to do it. You know, you got to feel that, warm and fuzzy at least funny. one Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. And then back to Zappa, New that, Year's, yeah, right. right back at it. That's funny. Let's make the water turn black or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, desert Island albums that you would take with you to a desert island, a handful Oh, I, I have more than one of those? Sure. Um, Weather Report, Mysterious Traveler. Sure. Miles Davis, In a Silent Way. Sure. John Coltrane's Love Supreme. Um, Miles Davis, uh, Kind of Blue. Yeah. You know, just, they, they, was that enough? Yeah, yeah well, yeah, that, that would do <laughs> Is that it. telling enough? Yeah, 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 yeah. I am a huge Miles head. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, always? Or did that happen? Oh in yeah, school? I, w- I was I was bitten back you know, in the day. Back in you know when I was in high school, mm. you know it was, I was I guess it was a weirdo. I stumbled across you know, in a silent way in in uh, in Bridges Brew and and, and yeah. all that stuff. And I was like, this is the coolest stuff going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. drummers are like bashing. Bish, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like the, you know it was it just consumed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. And there you are doing it. <laughs> Pretty cool. Desert Island food. Jambalaya. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's got to be New Orleans. Yeah, I was going to say, where's the best? Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Barbecue shrimp, too. Down. New Orleans-style barbecue shrimp. Okay. It's more like a shrimp scampi than a, than a barbecue. I don't know anything about that. <sighs> I don't know. You got to try it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Shrimp it's pure stuff. butter. It's shrimp and butter. Oh, really? And black pepper. That's funny. <laughs> Is there any particular show or concert that you recall seeing mm-hmm. that blew your mind, that changed your whole thing? Oh yeah, it set me. It just just set me on my ear. I, I didn't. I couldn't speak probably for like an hour afterwards. It was uh, the original Mahavishnu Orchestra? Um, I saw it at the Columbia Music Hall in West Hartford. Oh wow! And I was you know nineteen early seventy four. Okay. Something like that. Uh, so maybe late '73, and it was just jaw dropping. It was like physic. The musical music just physically moved through your body as you were watching it, and you just it had no words. Wow, just spectacular. You're like this. Yeah, this is what I this is <laughs> yeah. what I want to do. This is intense. Yeah, yeah, that's heavy. Cool. Um, we were talking about my n- new hometown of Berlin. Yeah. Yeah, Berlin history. It's pretty cool. I'm adjacent to Berlin. I have a long history with, with Berlinites. Yeah, do you? Yeah. yeah, I dig it. Yeah, Michael's from Berlin. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Talking old school Berlin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a cool town. It I, is a cool I town. I can't complain. You know? Uh, all right, what else? Other than come on out on Tuesday night, everyone. If you yeah. listen to this, and yeah. I promise you I won't disappoint. Yeah, no, that well, is... we won't at this point. No, Again, no, no. It's, it's a group. I get to, th- to speak in those terms. Yeah, right. It's right. In terms of we and not I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Do you do you still do any pit stuff? Oh, I do, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, whenever, whenever I get the call, if I could do it, I, I love it. I mean, 
I'm I'm playing um, I'm playing Mean Girls in in March, okay. which I've never done before. It's a strange, you know, strange theme, but Mean Girls. Yeah, and uh, that should be fun. That's in um, at Cheshire High School. Oh wow! So a lot of these are, are high school things. And oh they wow! Want, they want the production to be as close to you know star quality, if you want to what, you right. know, want to call it that, for the singers and dancers. So. Um, yeah, so um, so the ringers are, are, are coming in to, to make it make it sparkle. Yeah. yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, I remember those days. You know, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. It's like it's, you work real hard for like a week, and you do like half dozen performances, and you walk away. You're done. Yeah, hey, that's cool. It and, is cool. And you're the hero. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the hero, but you, well, you you walk away fulfilled. Yeah, that's yeah. Enough, yeah. You know, you're like, it does another one down the in, yeah. in the in the tool belt. Yeah, yeah, why not? That's yeah. cool. All right, well, you know, I mean, we can get out of here. Okay. Are you cool with that? Yeah, man, I, I had so much fun. Oh, well, good. Yeah, I mean, I've been... This is know. kind of what we do on Tuesday nights over a beer, though. Right, right, right. right. It's yeah, not much yeah. different than it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll be there. I'm trying to make it my regular thing. I mean, this week was bizarre, obviously. Yeah. How did? How was it up there? I never um, made it. I tried to make it, and then I was like, I just "Oh, can't. this week? No, I didn't do it this week." I'm oh, sorry. good. Yeah, okay, no, so no, I didn't we, miss anything. We take two weeks off. Oh, during good. The holiday season. Good because I, I almost showed it. up, and then I'm like, <laughs> "That would have been bad." Well, no, I would have felt bad. Well, yeah. not that not that big a deal. That's <laughs> the thing about Berlin. The reason why all this is possible, okay, is I realized Berlin is the geographical center of the state. It really is. So it's really not. Everything is the same. Everything's one hour away. Yeah, I can get here. Portland as quick as I can get to just about to Manchester. It doesn't matter. Right. It's like no big deal. So yeah. it kind of works out. It does. So even if I went up, the I wouldn't have been like geographical center. I you know, knew that. You too. know where it is? It's where the 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 monument is on Wildham on that triangle. Yeah. In the middle of the street. Yeah. That's the that's the geographical no. center. Look. That white monument that's right there is mm -hmm. that white? Yeah. Yep. That's maybe like a block from your house. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! I'm the center. <laughs> I'm at the center <laughs> of all things, as it, usual. I knew that. I yeah, knew yeah, yeah. Of course, everybody knows that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he lives at the center. <laughs> of course, he does. <laughs> all right, yeah. just don't be left the center. Not well. Yeah. Too late for that. No, <laughs> right. I'm south of center. Okay. Actually, you know, a little bit down. Well, the thanks road. for this. Of and, course. And, uh, oh, so you, they yeah. have a CD. Oh yes, Michael Palin's other orchestra. I'll be I'll be bringing those to the Tuesday night sessions, and Finally. they're being for sale for the 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 ridiculous price of fifteen dollars. But it's, it's a, a double du CD, it's a double CD, fifteen yeah. tunes on it. I could not, I just couldn't cut any tune and leave it on the floor. I just Southwick. There you go. Oh, that's Maceo Parker. Yep. Oh yeah. It's a little bit of everything. Oh, Aretha. Yeah. Yeah, we got everything on here, kids. Little feet. Something for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, Little Feet. Ray Charles. Yep. Yeah, you... Oh, Rice Pudding. You know that one? Yeah, I do. You do? Jeff Beck. No. Ra oh, okay. No, you don't know that Rice No, pudding. okay. All right, okay. That's a, uh, that's a, that's a, that goes into the Jocko legacy. Oh. Uh, His... Okay. Uh, uh, Randy Bernstein wrote the tune, and he was the guitar player in Wayne Cochran's CC Writers. Oh. And it was in the first gigs that Jocko did, so he got to be very good friends. Oh, I him. see. And okay. and so in the in the review that Motown review standard, you would the band would warm up the audience by a couple of instrumentals. Yeah, right, right. And right, then right. the main artist would come flying on stage. And, sure. And Rice Pudding was one of those tunes that Jocko played. So that was we gotcha. have a, we have a Jocko night on, uh, and for the big band. Sure. So we've cool. all these theme nights all lined up. Why not? We have Steely Dan night. Yep. Frank Zappa night. Yep. Jocko Night. Yep. We have um, Miles Davis Night. We have Thelonious Monk Night sometimes. Whoa. And then there's always my favorite is Mingus de Mayo. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yep. Beautiful. All right. All right. Thank you. Michael Palin was here. Further on down the road. Yeah. Thank you. I'll, I'll see you next Tuesday. There you go. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. I used to play every Tuesday at the Tiger way back in the day. No. Sweeter than wine. I'm, back in the I'm, 90s. I'm carrying your torch. That's where I met my wife. Yes. Holy you are carrying my torch. Yeah. How could you follow that up? History. No, you, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you can try, but. Yeah. John Packman Podcast, Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance, beautiful downtown Portland, yeah. Connecticut. Yeah. 
come over the bridge. Pull a Yui, park in front of the music store, red neon light, like and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, be on the show with me, have your own podcast. Happy New Year. Yeah. We're right in the middle. We're in the middle right Feliz now. Feliz Navidad. Yeah, Feliz Navidad. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa, yes. happy everything. Just happy. Just, just happy, ha- happy. Just have it. Have it. Yeah. Whatever it is, have, have it. a happy. Have a happy. <laughs> Michael Palin, thank you. Thank you. That is all. If you'd like to start your own podcast, give us a call at Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance. Our professionally designed podcast space is here for all your recording needs. Rent out our studio to do interviews with up to four people to record audiobooks, social media content, and all other recorded material. Our rentals include a private studio along with our professional-grade podcasting equipment, and we can customize your output to whatever your needs are. We also have green screen capabilities, which will expand to uh, video capability if you so wish. So check us out here at convalley.net forward slash podcast.